stoked for this uh, for this conversation that we're about to have, gentlemen. Let's uh, take our seats. To my left, only because we're here in the room. Cash Cash Patel is here with us. Former, you were former chief staff for the acting defense secretary in the Trump administration and a guy who knows a lot about uh, security issues. And of course, we've got Lee Smith, author of the amazing book, The Plot Against the President. Thanks. So let's, uh, let's talk about this for a minute, guys. Um, I I've been puzzled by this foreign policy situation that we've now got. It's, it's as if in so many ways, these, uh, the, these, the Biden team has come in and reversed everything that was good and decided to flip it to everything that was bad. So let's, let's go back to, uh, let's start with you, Cash. L let's go back to this, this summit with Putin. I mean, what, what, do, what do we make of this? Well, it's... Uh, it's, it's, oh, he's on, right? it's yeah, great to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having us and for Devin for putting this on, as always. This is uh, pretty kick-ass. Um, oh, yeah. So, look, the Biden foreign policy, I've been saying this on national TV ever since he took office, seems to be driven by the mainstream media. It's whatever headlines they want is his foreign policy, and basically that is do the opposite of what President Trump did. And that hurts American national security interests more than you could possibly imagine. Look, when I ran counterterrorism for President Trump, we, he was very clear. He said, go end the wars, go bring home hostages, and go kill all the terrorists. That's a foreign policy you can actually rely on. Um, and with Putin, it was just an example of, let's do the opposite. What about the American hostages sitting in Russian prisons? I don't even know if they brought it up. But also the economic sanctions that they reversed under President Trump. So that's just another glaring example of how, how bad uh, it has gotten. And this is what happens when you let the New York Times dictate American foreign policy. Absolutely shocking. Uh, Lee, when you look at this and, and you see this rooting section that exists, not, not just in the partisans and the Democrats, but the cable channels, the news media, they actually seemed to be rooting not just for failure for Trump, but failure for America. Right. Um, yeah, it's very strange. If you look at, if you look at what's happened, I mean, I, I, I say it to different people, and I know they think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out a little too far uh, <laughs> over my skis, but I say... Never. If, if you have to, what was Biden's first act in the White House to shut down the Keystone Pipeline? And on the other side of things, I mean, you know, Cash can, can speak with a lot more detail on, on, the, uh, on relieving sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. But one of the things that I've been following for a long time, you know, the re reporting from the Middle East. So the idea that somehow they relieve oil sanctions on the Iranian terror state right, flooding their war chest with money while they're putting Americans out of work, I think it's fair to ask on whose behalf, and this is why I say that the, the legitimacy of this administration is compromised, right? Because you have to ask yourself on whose behalf are they governing the United States? Who do these policies help? Insofar as they help Americans, it's an extremely small fraction. Who helps? I think that now North Carolina. Uh, we I, I live. I moved to South Carolina three months. We're neighbors now. It's great to be here. I mean, you know, we, we were all. I, th I, I think you guys. I think you guys suffered as well from the colonial pipeline shutdown. And, and we have to ask, like, again, who who is being helped by these different things? It's, it's a very it's a very peculiar time in in, in our history. 
Cash, um, when, when you look at Nord Stream, uh, and, and look, Anthony Blinken, is, uh, he's as liberal and lefty as, as you get. He was advising against doing that deal with Putin. Uh, th this is very suspect, especially when we get Hunter Biden in the conversation and all the sort of stuff that's gone on. Talk a little bit about you know, how, how deep this goes in terms of the, uh, the flaws. Yeah, so real quick on Nord Stream 2, it's basically the world's biggest gas and energy pipeline that Russia's building into Germany, which is... Europe's biggest economic powerhouse. So our arch nemesis is now going to power Europe is the basically the end story. And under Trump, we sanctioned Nord Stream 2, the pipeline, and the Russians that were building it. And then the Biden administration comes in and reverses all those sanctions because they said, oh, the pipeline's mostly complete, so we're just going to let them have it. You can't just let them have America's national security interests. I mean, that's highlighting the problem of, again, going over there and saying, we're just going to reverse it because Trump did it. We cannot continue to provide the German government with 4% of their GDP. And that's what we pay to house American service members in Germany. We have 40,000 troops there year-round, six different bases. Can you imagine? another country we give 4% of their GDP to and they won't listen to our national security interests. It's pretty shocking and that's the most glaring recent example. It, it, it's absolutely insane when you look at the way this is all shaking out. Lee, when you look at this chaotic foreign policy that we have, and we watched just uh, last week, a week and a half ago, meeting with the European leaders, right? The, uh, uh, Macron felt like somebody who was shuffling Joe Biden to and from his appointments, almost like a minder. But when Joe Biden says America's back, Look, America's back. America's back. And, 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 and when he says, you know, things like, it's from a, it's back. $1.93 trillion. <laughs> That's how much we just lost. <laughs> but when you hear that, America's back, and you see Macron is all happy to have America back in the club, what do you hear when you hear yeah, that? Yeah, what do I hear? I'm, I'm, it tells me that Americans are being billed again. Uh, to make sure that things are going smoothly in Europe. I mean, you, you want to, uh, you know, Europeans boast about how inexpensive their educations are, how inexpensive healthcare is. That's because Americans pay for it. I mean, we pay for their defense spending, and that's why things are so fantastically wonderful. So the idea that this guy is walking back into it and saying, hey, by the way, you don't have to pay, you know, uh, Uncle Joe has you covered again. Yep. Right. Just like yep. just just like I mean, just on a domestic front, this is precisely what happened in the United States and why people have left so many uh, northeast cities because the destruction, because of the chaos that was caused there. Everyone knows that now Joe Biden, this administration has that chaos covered. Right. You yep. burn things down. You yep. tore it down. Don't worry. We'll cover it. That's exactly how. <laughs> That's exactly how our European allies, and look, I, I don't mean to run down uh, Emmanuel Macron sure. or Angela Merkel. Feel but free. I, mean, I will. <laughs> yeah, right, you, you, you guys, I mean, they're, they're allies. They, they, they do useful things, but the idea is that somehow that we have to pick up the tab all the time. And this is all that Donald Trump did. I mean, fantastic. Look, it, it's not right that they yeah. should pay their fair share for their defense, of course. Yeah. Devin Nunes, Congressman Devin Nunes, undertook a heroic battle against people like Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, these people that were trying to subvert the presidency and actually harm his foreign policy as it was as it was being rolled out. Cash, talk a little bit about that. I know Lee's going to talk about it as well, but talk a little bit about the fight that, that Congressman Nunes put up. He was wiretapped. Phone records were seized. I mean, we this is the sort of stuff that comes out of, you would expect out of the Putin government, not the U.S. government. Talk a little bit about that. 
Absolutely. So yeah, Devin is uh, is the biggest champion that we have in the Republican Party for for national security and for our interests. And um, and 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 it matters when we can do put on this event around the country, which we're just starting to do. And it's it's awesome to see you guys here because it matters to have you help the movement. You can't do it alone. But Devin's definitely been leading the charge. And basically, I mean. To call Adam Schiff a person, you'd have to actually recognize him as a human first, which I don't. Um, so He's kind of beneath that. But I think Devin has the right mix of intellect, political acumen, and also he just doesn't give a shit about um, those clowns on the, on the other side, kind of like I don't. And we, he and I have always had this thing. We said, look, whenever the media is just pummeling you, which they've been doing now for four years since we solved Russiagate, um, that you are over the target. So you just keep going. And luckily for us, he's kept going and we can keep going behind him in his wake. And then you have great guys like Lee to tell you actually how we did it. Because if it was up to Devin and I to tell you that story, we'd mess it up. Lee, um, uh, you know, I, I got to go to you on this one because, we, you know, what, po war is politics by other means uh, or, or in reverse sometimes. Talk a little bit about that and, and that plot to try to destroy the presidency of Donald J. Trump. Two impeachments, you know, ab absolutely insane, and yet it still continues to this day. Well, one of the things that Congressman Nunes and Cash has, has, has said this as well, one of the things they've pointed out, I remember, uh, I remember exactly where Congressman and I had the conversation. We were driving. Uh, driving in Central uh, Valley, California, and he's saying, you know, this isn't just about President Donald Trump. This is really an effort to, uh, this is really an effort to overturn the foundations of the republic. So it affects all of us. And if you see the different, uh, you know, it, uh, it affects all of us who care about these things. We have to acknowledge there are Americans, un unfortunately, uh, who appear to enjoy these the political targeting, the weaponization of the weaponization of the intelligence services, as well as the very sad and tragic things that are now uh, that the leadership of our military is now undertaking. I'm sure a lot of you've been following this. Uh, what you know, what General Milley said the other day, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, defending woke education. So this this really is it's a larger effort. Donald Trump, the way that I see it, Donald Trump was the uh, was the leader of the America First movement, right? But the America First movement includes everyone here. It includes the people who are uh, the people who are watching, um, and, and it's 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 a very large and significant thing. So that's really what this was an attack on. It was an attack on the foundations of the country. It was an attack on Americans. So that's that 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 that's that's really how I, how I've seen it. And Donald Trump has been right when he said, you know, they're. They're coming for me just because I'm in between right. you and them. So it's it really affects all of us. And they're ready to refire this thing back up the minute the minute he would get back in the fight, or or any Republican I, looks I, like. I, I mean, look this the way that I you know the way that I describe it, the way that I see it. These are serial operations, mm -hmm. right? The idea of trying to define, trying to recategorize nearly 75 million, million Americans as domestic terrorists because this is part of the Beltway's uh, cash register, right. the, the, the counter-terror uh, counter industry to try to recategorize uh, Donald Trump voters, people who voted for the, uh, the head of the ticket of one of America's two major political parties. It's insane. Yeah, and if I could just jump in here, sure. being a counter-terrorism guy, um, that was sort of my bread and butter for a long time. So here's how bad it is right now, right? 
Domestic terrorism is, is statistically by the Department of Justice at its lowest point in three decades. That's good news. But because the mainstream media wants to make white supremacy and domestic terrorism the number one national security interest, which Joe Biden has agreed to do, they just lie and say that's what it is. And then you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff go out in front of Congress and say he wants to talk about white rage and understand it because he's white. What the hell are you talking about? Like, how about you worry about Iran and Russia and China and Japan? It's, it's just ludicrous. And it's going to keep going. And they're going to keep getting it wrong. And in a year, they'll say, oh, you were right about the Chinese virus coming from a lab. You were right about Iran. You were right about domestic terrorism not being the number one national security threat. Maybe the fat guy in North Korea is a bigger priority than that. But these are just some examples of them getting it wrong. He, he's been trying to do some, you know, weight watching and stuff. Well, that's I mean, right. He has, he's lost like 75 pounds. <laughs> um, that must be like from a, the Mickey we slipped I us. think that's <laughs> what it is, right? Uh, uh, Cash, here's, a, here's a, a question for you, and Lee as well, you could jump in on this. Um, when we watch the riots taking place in American cities, we know our enemies will utilize that against us. We saw it with the, with the big powwow in, uh, in Alaska when we were getting the lecture from uh, Xi's uh, uh, cronies there, right? And, and so we also know that uh, Pompeo, uh, Secretary Pompeo, um, was, was irate with what was going on in the Houston consulate where they were showing support to rioters out in the streets. They were, they were, they were shut down. Talk about the fact that our enemies watch this very closely and look to exploit it. No, absolutely. Look, they did it with Russiagate. It cost them like maybe 20 grand and they got the biggest payday ever because of a wanting media that wants to push this false narrative because look at what Donald Trump uh, achieved and what a Congress lead leadership with Devin Nunes achieved. The best economy we've had in decades, the lowest unemployment. And they keep, and this is the thing that pisses me off the most. They keep telling me that Donald Trump uh, is a racist and Devin Nunes is a racist. Well, this brown guy will tell you he's not because I rose to the ranks higher than any other person in US history of color to hold three positions in their government and that didn't happen under President Obama it happened under President Trump so these false narratives especially with the riots leading up to the whole Jan 6 ordeal um, is just a, they want to keep that narrative alive because they want the focus to be on hating Donald Trump so you don't analyze the failures of a Joe Biden I, I wanted to say something about foreign policy because I know Please. we've got to step off quickly, but I, I entirely agree with what Cash is saying about how the, the, our threats are, our real foreign policy threats are China, Russia, Iran, things like that. One of the things I, I've been writing about China a little bit lately and, and not, you know, I, I mean, these guys are, uh, thank goodness, this is one of the things that, that Congressman Nunes' committee is doing right now. The minority side, they're, you know, they're, they're looking into the origins of COVID and, and looking at these different things. And it's really, really important what's going on with China. I, one of the things that I've been writing about, though, is writing about our, the corruption of our elite, right? This is, the, this is I see it, as our major uh, national security problem. The corruption of our elite. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that China and Russia and Iran are not things to worry about, but our real concern is the many of the people who are uh, who are in control right now and in, 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 
in our national security establishment. So the allegiance is to the elite, not to we the people, not to the Constitution. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. That's their center of gravity. The small, I think it's fair to call it an oligarchy. And this is the transformation that's going on underway right now in the United States, trying to take the power away from the American people. And again, if you look at the Biden policies, these are to benefit an extremely small elite. It's an oligarchy. And it and it's, you know, crosses the corporate, political, yep. media, uh, cultural establishment of the country. And they're going to spend money and they're going to do what they have to do to continue to uh, affect that influence, no matter how many times they've been wrong, right? I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. If you look at the George, if you look at the COVID, uh, the COVID lockdowns, and if you look at the George Floyd riots, what we've seen over the last year and a half is an enormous transfer of wealth. Yep. out of the hands of small business, out of the hands of Americans, and feeding the oligarchy. It's, it's, this is, again, this is the real national security threat. And when people describe these people as communists, if you look at what happens is, this is always how regimes, this is always how countries, how nations are toppled. You attack the engine, the engine of its wealth, the engine of its economy, right? That's who the middle class is. Yep. That's where American middle class is. These are the people who produce and make things. That's the attack. That's it's a real national security threat. It's, it's an unbelievably important piece of analysis that, that, that you're providing there, and it's something we all ought to be thinking about uh, in depth. We've just got a couple minutes left. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention or, or ask you this, Cash. You, you have so much experience in counterterrorism. You understand the threats as they uh, emerge around the world. Talk for a moment, if you would. Uh, we all know that the vice president went down to the border yesterday and declared mission accomplished. Um, but. <laughs> But talk about the risks we're facing with that wide open border. It's not just COVID, it's Hezbollah, it's Hamas, it's Al Qaeda, it's who knows what. Can you talk about that, that yeah, danger? Yeah, absolutely. So you can't declare victory by going to the airport and saying, <laughs> we won. Um, but the mainstream media will be like, oh, the border's safe now. And the reality is, unfortunately, Terrorism Tradecraft 101 is you can't get into America, so you get into Latin America, and then you see people up through a porous border, and that's how they attack us in our homeland. And we just stopped a couple of guys from Hezbollah the other week or the other month. But think of the people we're not stopping because the border wall has been put to a halt. Um, think of the fentanyl that's coming in from China through there. I mean, the narco-trafficking was drastically reduced under President Trump because of his border priorities, and that's a policy that actually worked. But because he did it, um, they're saying we have to do the opposite. And having your vice president, the person that you've in uh, put in charge of securing our southern border, go nearly 100 days without going there, but she's got time to make four trips to LA, um, is outrageous. And those are the types of media-driven decisions that continue to hurt American national security interests. We cannot stop human smuggling, narco-trafficking, and terrorism activities seeding up through Mexico and our southern border if all they want to do is let the Washington Post dictate how to fix it. Lee, any thoughts on that? No, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, 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 again, I, it, it, it's all the first why. It, why are all of these policies that were to help the American people, that were to protect the middle class, that were to protect our wealth, mm -hmm. that were to protect our security, why are all of these being undone? Yeah. Right? And I don't think it leads to crazy uh, conspiratorial answers. Like, this is right. very peculiar, right? This is very strange. Can I just say one thing sure. before we go? Sorry. Yeah, so absolutely. I think you guys are about to watch The Plot Against the President. That's right. Which is uh, the, the, the actual story about how Devin actually took 
task, all the Russiagate hoaxers. And the reason that you have this incredible documentary that you're going to watch is because Lee Smith was courageous enough to write the number one bestseller on it. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And uh, if you don't blame Lee. <laughs> well, I, I, I should say that the, the, the movie was made by uh, by Amanda Milius, and not. I mean, I wish I could. I wish I could take some credit for it. And it's just it's it's a wonderful, wonderful film. Cash is the uh, Cash is the real highlight. It's very funny how he first appears. It's really wonderful. But yeah, it's a terrific film. And Amanda Milius. I, I mean, it's just a. It's it, it, it's great. So I, I'm, I'm sure you will enjoy it, and I hope you will see it many times. And really, please try to share it with uh, yeah. with friends as well, so they see it because it, it's just a terrific movie. And as usual, the uh, different social media platforms, tech platforms, have tried to keep it away from you and other viewers who need to see it. Lee Smith, Cash Patel, thank you so much for being here with us in Charlotte today. We appreciate your service. Thank you very much. <laughs>